Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Thursday Trust Life. With Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Join the conversation on 0499-736-736. Hello, possums. Welcome back to the Thursday edition of Trot's Life here on SEN Track. And I'm just reading an article from... Uh, one of the great raconteurs of the game in the world, not just Australasia, but the world, Michael Guerin, about um, about this this wildness happening with the tab over in New Zealand. Michael, welcome to you. Um, talk us through it. People would have seen, at very least, I think, your tweet around the no deductions, uh, and we saw it's already paid off handsomely um, in the last at Sandown, I think, yesterday. But um, talk us through exactly how it's going to work and... I can see from your article you say it can work. Explain how that might be possible as well. Hey, Jason, how are you, brother? Um, good to talk to you again, and uh, good afternoon to everybody listening on ECN around Australia. So what's happened is the New Zealand TAB for spring, pretty much spring, which is starting in a couple of days, obviously, heading through to the middle of November, has said no final field deductions on any race. Greyhound, Harness, Gallops, New Zealand, Australia, England. Doesn't matter where you bet. If you put a bet on, you get the price you bet at. Now, obviously, that is different than the rules in most places because we'll use last year's Cox Plate as an example. Zaki was scratched on the morning of the race. He was evens, and therefore most markets took 40 or 45% out of your dividend. That was your deduction. If you backed a horse at $5, you were then getting $3. Under this rule and this promotion, you would get the full $5. Now, it sounds counterintuitive to people. People naturally think, well, they're going to get absolutely shafted on this. The reasons they won't so much is, first of all, there's not a lot of professional punters or arbors, people who trade out of one bookie into another, use Betfair, you know, lay something at $6, back it at a different price type thing. There's not those sort of people in New Zealand. Another thing a lot of people won't realise is Australians can no longer, unless they have the ability to hide their location of EPN, uh, can't bet with the issue at New Zealand TAB. It's, it's a disastrous move. About five years ago, the Australian government introduced a rule to stop people betting offshore, predominantly so they wouldn't be betting with city betting some of the overseas more dodgy joints. But the New Zealand TAB got caught up in it. And no one's into protest because TAB obviously don't want to help them, <laughs> either as anybody else. So people in Australia are thinking, well, I can get a bowler. But as anybody who's ever had a bowler would know, it's not as easy to get a bowler as you think. Just ringing someone and saying, can you pop down the tab and have a thousand on something for me, doesn't go down that well. <laughs> so the realities of the situation 
versus the mathematics. The mathematics say they can't win. But of course, most markets these days are set to 125, 130% in the early gallops pool. If they're getting shafted on a $2 chance at 40%, they're still going to survive. And there's what's called the punter's promise in New Zealand, JB, which means um, you're allowed to back any horse or dog to win two grand, which is a great initiative. Yeah. But even if you got really shafted, if you got really taken to the cleaners in a greyhound race at Wanganui because half the field was scratched and five people got their 2K out of you, you're losing $10,000, which in the scheme of a day is nothing. So there's other people have said to me, well, I could scratch my horse and we back your horse. Well, that's been trying to go on for years. And it's vastly no different than the harness racing to person A saying, I'm going back at the start, my horse isn't fit enough. And you think, well, person B will back person B's horse, but it doesn't really work that way. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't. It comes with more assurity if the horse is scratched, but even then, you still got to back the winner. Let's go back to last year's Cox Plate. Best example, everybody knows the horses. Had you known the night before, as there were rumours, that Zaki was going to be scratched out of the Cox Plate, and had you had that full knowledge, an intelligent better would have backed every horse in the race and would have given themselves a chance. They could not lose. They would have to win. But even then, they might only win, say, 20% on their money. Most people, Jason, aren't going to have $20,000 to spend. Most people don't have $20,000 worth of liquidity with the bookmakers to the point where they can do that to win their 4K guaranteed. So say, again, you're a normal person listening to this conversation. You know Zaki's going to be scratched. He's coming out of the cocked plate. Would you really have that state of rest? Really? Would you really have? People say, yes, they would have, but most people don't tend to be professional punters. So you probably would have backed Animo. You might have backed Very Elegant. Would you really have backed State of Rest? Is it that easy to back a winner? So there will be examples where Emma Stewart has a horse paying thirty, and it gets scratched at a race at Ballarat, and the $6 chance drawn barrier three runs to the front and bolts in, and people get their $6. But let's not forget, the Australians aren't betting into these markets because they can't bet with the New Zealand PRB unless they have a very good bowler. And most of the Kiwis aren't betting on these races very often. So it will work. It'll increase their market share, and that's all they care about. They can afford to have a lost leader to increase market share because they're getting shafted by the corporate bookmakers. But right now, as of today, any New Zealander who bets with the corporate bookmaker is an idiot. Yeah, I For any reason... There's no reason to do it at all because I'm watching a race at Winton. It's about to jump. There's a dollar twenty favourite. If it fell on the track and got scratched right now, I would still get the twenty-one dollar for number one. So the and this is not shafting the corporate bookmakers. This is by no means an assassination on them. Any New Zealand punter who picks fixed odds of anybody else is an imbecile. Do you? I, I'm assuming this is right, but if if your horse is scratched, you, you still get your your refund, yes? Yep, 100%. Yep, okay. there's, there's, there's no downside to it. There's no tricks. There's no hooks. People were saying to me, because I put it out on Twitter, and, of course, all the punters were jumping up and down. They'll put up short market. They'll put up ridiculously um, huge percentage markets well, and well, all the rest of it. Well, well the, the irony is, and I, I know the book is pretty well. I said, well, so what are you setting your markets at? They said, no, we're not setting your markets any different. They're going 125 to 130%, sometimes in an 18-horse race at record, and they're open at 135%. But they're not changing their algos for this because <clears throat> there's no point. Also, the vast majority of markets open by the New Zealand PRB are mirror markets. They don't set their own markets for Caulfield this week. They might tweak Dragon Leap 
inside what the Aussies have because he's going to cop a bit of action from New Zealand. But they're not going to change any of the prices for Caulfield this week. That is not because they're also setting markets for Tamworth today and they're setting markets for the Shep Greyhounds, which are about to go in three minutes. They, They simply don't have the ability to tweak all their markets or rent them up to other percentages because it's just not worth their while. It would just, that, they would never win over any period of time because people would go, I'm not betting with you anyway. So that is going to leave your markets there because most punters lose. And the bottom line out of this, the absolute bottom line, and I've done an enormous amount of research on this this week, is even if you win, and punters listening to this have to be honest, even if you pull off the miracle, and you back a horse who goes around a dollar thirty, and you back it at six dollars. Are you really going to take the money out of your phone account? I will. Every time I want to take the money out of my phone account and I use my credit card to reload, for two reasons: I get some of the air points advantages out of that. But secondly, there's no point leaving money in my account. It's better off in my bank account or against my credit card than yeah. sitting in my TAB account. So I. Pro- but most people leave the money in, and most people have a bit in the next race. Of course. <laughs> so it's like bonus. <laughs> Over a period of time, most people will give any money they win back. That's just a fact. Now, the professional punters listening to this will say, well, that's rubbish. And professional punters are a totally different breed. So this is a great rule for someone like me. And it's a great rule for people who are disciplined and will pay attention. But that's about 2% of the punting for two. Yeah, I think the... um... I think the I think it might have been Mitch Shybottom that might have raised. I think there's probably that little um, integrity issue around a couple of things. But to be honest, I think I think it's a one. Yeah, he's, he's, I saw that and look, he's completely wrong. I mean, Mitch is only young; he'll, he'll get old, he'll learn a bit. It's rubbish. There's no integrity issues with this at all, at all. Okay. And anybody who thinks there is, all right. So, 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 so d- it, it, it's just wrong because because what anybody who believes that Emirate and Clayton are going to scratch five horses so another horse can win, so they can have a mythical bet with the New Zealand TAB to win $2,000, is kidding themselves. Because that's five sets of owners who say, that's the end of you, goodbye. No, that, I, mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's really internal stuff. I think it's probably more, we've worked so very hard to try and take away, quote, unquote, inside information. Now, some people are going to be well aware of horses being scratched well before Others. But, now, but, that, that's, in, that's, in, yeah, there's not an integrity inside, issue from a stable or anything. No, it's, it, Jason, it's complete rubbish. Anybody who thinks that's an idiot. Anybody who thinks that is an idiot. Because inside information would be part of racing since the beginning of time. Yeah, and inside yeah, information about horses being scratched or horses, horses working well or horses having dull coats. Most, most of them don't win. There's a very simple reason most people don't win on the punt because most information is useless to you. And that information and integrity issues are two totally different things. If the horses who run in any given race run up to their ability and are not pulled, there's no integrity issue. If someone wants to bodgy the market and bid five horses in a scratch, the only person who gets possibly panelled out of that, because the people who back those horses get their money back, the only people who get any integrity issue out of that is the bookie. And no one cares about bookies. No one cares about them. There's no integrity issue because as long as the horses are, are actually trying, there's more integrity issues if the other way you do it and you do line up six horses and you might want to win. Ironically, if you scratch the other five, everybody gets their money back. So a lot of the comment around this stuff has been really infantile because they don't understand what they're talking about. But you know, this had to go through a lot of very smart lawyers to make this make sure this worked. And it had to be passed by the New Zealand Racing Board. 
So I think a lot of people aren't quite grasping this because it's so new to them. But if they want to try and set up a rort to do this, do it. Do it today. Don't muck around. Do it tomorrow. Try going to Caulfield and telling my trainer who trains the eye horse that I'm going to get him to scratch my horse so we can bodge you some market share and get a dividend. Good luck trying to do that. It's just nonsense. The people who don't understand that live in a mythical world. And I know one thing, Jason, because I do, they don't make money from it. No, it's a. Um, I, th- I think it's. I think it's a broad-ranging thing. Uh, but the truth is, it's going to be short in nature. The interesting. I think the most interesting thing for me will be to see. I, I, what, I don't what, think it will. Be. I, I, I think it'll stay. If it. If I don't it, think it'll be short in nature. Well, if it does. If it doesn't. Yeah. If it doesn't, I think the critical key is how many because punters are so promiscuous these days. Will people just stay for the period of the spring if, if it is a spring promotion and then the moment it's over, they go back to their corporate bookmaking overlords or do they not? If it does stay on, clearly they're going to have enough empirical evidence over a, over a three-month period or whatever it might be or a two- or three-month period to know whether it's going to cause them uh, any issues. You seem unbelievably confident that it's not that, that it is going to be a workable situation is a lost leader to create market share. And if they work that out over a few months, then they can keep it going. If they don't keep it going, the interesting fact will be whether, or, or just looking at whether they immediately lose, say, 95% of that market share back to the corporate bookmakers or whether people say, actually, I'm, you know, I've got some respect for what this organisation has done for me and I'm going to stick with them. Or some people are just too lazy to move back because once they stick with something for three months, they'll, yeah, uh, they'll stick with it full time. Here's the thing about it is, like, I, I, I have no love for the New Zealand TRB at all. They've fired me twice. I, I have no interest in whether they have any good or bad. I did not me. But money's money and punting's punting. Like, I have close associations with Adam Hamilton, who works for Entain. I have close associations with people who work for sports bet. I don't care who you bet with. And I'm not telling anybody here to bet. But just mathematically, anybody who lives in this country, the country I'm standing in right now, who backs fixed odds to someone else, is out of their mind. Because the dollar twenty chance can always throw itself on the track, and now under this rule, they get an option to still be on at six dollars. But there's no integrity issues here, and anybody who thinks there's an integrity issue here um, doesn't understand what the word integrity means. Good to chat with you, Michael. We'll chat it again next week. Look forward to it, brother. There's Michael Gearham. We're going to take a break. Um, we'll talk to Jamie Cox in a moment. Hold my tongue a little bit there. I reckon we'll talk to Jamie about it a, a, a little bit as well, along with the Tasmanian tips, and he's got a special guest too. We've still got another 50 minutes left of Trot's Life coming up, so don't miss a thing.